Hello, welcome to episode two of This Is Mappa. I'm your host, Stowe, and my co-host, as ever, Roy and Kiri. Gentlemen, how are we doing? What a first week of the season, man. Wow. Roy, you good? Yeah, I'm fine, Stella. Um, uh, how are you, Kiri? Good, all good. Kiri's bravo, happy his bravo. team got the win there. <laughs> <laughs> they took the W this weekend. He's happy. Embiras. Embiras. There you go. Give, give, a, give a dog a bone, man. Oh, he's starting already. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> he's starting already. Money, money. Jesus Christ. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, boys. I think there's only one place to start. Sorry, Kiri, but we're going to have to go with Buffalo 4, Abuel, nil, nil. I mean, before the game started, I saw Buffalo's lineup and I thought, they brought in a lot of players as well as Abuel. But... Looking at Buffalo's social media over the past few weeks, I know there was that issue with Punchin, which has obviously been, been rectified, but they look like a proper unit. They, they seem happy. Uh, they're joking around with each other. Of course, that's the norm when it comes to preseason, but they seemed a little bit happier this time around. And, you know, they went a goal ahead after, what, less than two minutes? It was Semedo gave them the lead. Um, Valakari made it two from the spot. Semedo then made it three before half time. And you think, what the hell is going on? Uh, Valakari made it four, wrapped it up. So, what is your, what are your thoughts of this performance? What are your thoughts of the the outcome? And um, yeah, wow, I, I don't know what else to ask you at this moment in time. I'm I'm stunned even now. Um, should I should I start, Roy? Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, um, Roy's ready to yeah. lay into our boil. Don't worry about it. He's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it was a sh- I mean, it was a shock, but also, I mean, they have it in them. They have the quality. Valakari, I don't know how long he's going to stay in Cyprus. Uh, and I don't know how much the asking price is going to be for him. But, it, I mean, it better be, you know, it better be something decent. Uh, but, he, yeah, he need, he's definitely well-equipped to play at a much higher level than, than Cyprus, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, both teams, lots of transfers. Obviously, Abuel are still, you know, trying to create a, a cohesive group. But the, the defending man, it was just ter- terrible. I mean, there's no other word for it. Um, both, there was a similarity between the first and the fourth goal because it wasn't exactly on the counter, but they weren't exactly organized. But they were just like dawdling and kind of like staring at the, the man in, in, on the ball, um, especially Valakari at, at the end. I was surprised he wasn't closed down. Okay, the third goal was actually really well worked because it was really good pass behind the defense. There was space between the defensive line and the goalkeeper, you know, empty space, good movement from Samelo, like really good finish as well. But the first and fourth goals, really bad. And, um, you know, it's it's not unusual for Abuel to go through managers, several managers per season. Um, and it's already, you know, it's sounding shaky for Bursaidis, which it's, it might be a bit unfair with one game into the season. But, um, yeah, strange results. I mean, I mean, but, I mean, they have beaten big teams uh, at Pafiago before. They've beaten Abolon. They played really well against Omonia a couple of times as well. So it, it wasn't exactly beyond them, but four is, you know, they should be worried at Abuel. Look, I wasn't surprised at Buffalo one because their recent record against Abuel is pretty decent. I mean, they've been, done a double over them at the, at the Gazi B, haven't they? Back to back, yep. away from home. Um, so the victory wasn't a surprise. The manner 
in which they won was a big surprise to me. And I don't mean because Buffalo were really intense, because they were, don't get me wrong, and they played the ball very well. But you look at Abwa and you're thinking that defensive line, the first goal, as you mentioned, you said that the, the defence was was terrible. I mean, I can't even say it was non-existent because it reminded me of, you know, when you're at school and you're playing football in the playground at break time, right? And everyone is going for the ball at the same time. That's what Buffalo's first goal reminded me of. Four Abwa players going for the ball. I think it was Abdul Salamov that did really well. I think Vinicius closing down, but while he was on the ground, he's flicked it and they've broken through and Samedo's popped it in in the, in the first minute. Um, but from that, it was just like the a domino effect, wasn't it? The the second goal was a from a penalty, which okay, I've seen handballs given. That was really you know, his arms were out and it balls hit his arms, so he can't complain. But the third, as you mentioned, very well worked goal. The defensive line wasn't too bad, but when you got a striker with that pace, that can play off the defender's shoulder, Uzoha had no chance in the fourth, as you mentioned. Valakari danced. He, he did the Galamathiano in the box before putting it in the bottom corner, you know. All right, Ogunash really lost the ball on the touchline and, and the, the rest is history. But I was speaking to someone close to the Buffalo camp after the game and they were saying to me, watch out because we're going for the title this season. Now, obviously, you know, emotions are very high and the adrenaline, but I can see them getting into the top six this season. Don't know about you. It, it's going to be difficult. I mean, it, it's hard to say. I, I mean, th- they look good, and I'm not too sure about some of the traditional top six clubs like like Abolon, for example, which I'm going to get get into later. But um, yeah, I don't think the you know the top four top five are going to run away with it, if uh, so to speak. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. And Olympiagos look. I mean, I know it's early days as well, but they don't look like the force they were last year, especially with some you know, departures and stuff. But we'll, we'll we'll see how it plays out. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if they make top six. Mm. Roy, um, Abuel, you know that song, Drava Jeff Gallegucha, you know, when you pull their ears and they sit down, you pull their ears and that kind of stuff. That's kind of like Abuel at the moment, is it? One minute they're up there, one minute they're down there. It's like muggy in, muggy out, muggy in, muggy out. What is it, what is it today there, I, feel like? I, I don't know. But, you know, as an Amoniadi, I find this hilarious. I find it... What's the word? Poetic. But at the same time, I've got to, yeah, I've got to remain impartial because obviously, you know, it's, it's a it's a show. We're not. I'm going to have to sit on the fence. You can say whatever you want, but yeah. the way I see it, this wasn't the Abuel which had so much promise. I know it's the first game of the season, and we can't judge them. But as Kiri said, you know, managers come and go at Abuel. I, I think um, you know. Um, uh, Mani Dara has changed managers more than he's changed his pants in the past couple of seasons, you know? Yeah, so, <laughs> but, you know, the players like Ogriashvili, players like Kavili Dai, they didn't do anything. Ogriashvili was pulled off with like 15 minutes ago or something along those lines. Um, it wasn't uh, a performance that you expected. A lot of Abu uh, fans expected more. The looks on their the fans' faces when the fourth went in was was a sight for sore eyes. But um, they, they've got issues, I think, in the background, I believe, anyway. Um, what's your take on everything? I mean, I've gone on for too long talking about Abu. It's your turn, mate. I'll leave it with you. Okay, basically, it, it was the result that made the biggest noise. Uh, okay, it wasn't because power forces are incapable of beating any team at home. Like we mentioned uh, in the first uh, episode we had, uh, Paphos has got a bit of a of an issue finding a, a philosophy and an identity as a team. They're, they don't like the talent 
uh, and the quality in some players. And we said that usually is towards the the end of the season when they, they gel as a team. But uh, for me, it wasn't a surprise that Paphos uh, beat up well. Obviously, the extent uh, of the result to go to 4-0, I think not even the most pessimistic uh, Abuel fan would have expected that. Uh, but uh, most important was, was the performance because uh, even though it's very early on in the stages and obviously, you know, no, no one became champion from the first uh, uh, game of the season and no one got relegated and... Uh, uh, there's there's a long a long way to go, but uh, what I said and uh, I said that about Omonia in the European games, you don't expect uh, you don't expect teams to be uh, at the full potential, but at least you want to see uh, glimpses of what they're trying to do, you know. And Abuel didn't even show that they were horrible defending, and the thing is that the defense. Uh, the, the defensive line were players that, that were in Abuel last year as well. So it's not as if there were new, there were new players and uh, whatever. So, uh, and, and Abuel had uh, uh, seven new players, I think, and Pavo six, or it was the other way around. So the, the excuses were the same for both teams. But yeah, the, what's, what remains uh, is, is the aftermath of the game. I think uh, what, because it's uh, like Kiri said, Pursaididis um, might leave, and, and they invested in Pursaididis, and I think it's unfair for any anyone to leave uh, just from from one game. I mean, there's pressure on Catala because he drew with Doxa. There's pressure on Tornigar because he got disqualified from Europe, and we still haven't started. So I think it's very unfair, and especially Abuel is a team that invested a lot of money to bring a lot of players. Now, maybe not all the players were uh, Bursa's uh, choices per se. I'm not saying he they imposed these players to him, because if they tell you, you know, I'm going to sign Maglitsa, do you want him? And you say, yes, I don't mind. But it's not the same as, you know, I want this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. So what I'm thinking is if Abuel sacks Pursa, whether it's now or a week from now, or it's just a matter of time, who, which manager who respects himself will come in and adopt this team, this squad, without even having a choice. The, the transfer window is obviously coming towards its end. I don't know. Ramitzani is available. Yeah, there's talk about uh, Don Gatto. Agusti. Uh, Agusti. Uh, Ivic, Vonis. What are they trying to do? I mean, I, I told you last year, Manitara reminds me of, of Scarface at the end of the movie when he's just sniffing cocaine and shooting at everyone. This is, this is what he's, he's lost the fucking plot, man. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Sorry. Um, like, can I just say something? I was going to say a very, a very quick point before the manager stuff is that, okay, they conceded four, but they to not score once after you get Anorthosi's, you know, starting duo up front, it, it's weird. You know, it's I, I, if you score at least once, you say, okay, at least they leaned 
you know, towards like an offensive performance. They were open at the back, but 4-0 is like, there's no room, no room for excuses. There's no room for, you know, anything positive. But the managerial stuff, like when you said, okay, they invested in, in uh, Bursa in more ways than one. It's not just the players that they got after he joined. It's that you got McCarthy, you got him two of his picks, Ghana and Byrne, especially Byrne, who's, because I, I talked with a few of the um, Irish journalists last year for an interview, and Jack Byrne was considered like the best homegrown, yeah. like attacking midfielder in, in the Irish league before he joined up well. So to get him and then barely play him, barely, you know, sack the manager who brought him. So you don't give the manager a chance to do what they intended with that player as well. It's very strange, but that's an indirect investment in the next manager as well when you scrap, you know, previous major signings. And yeah, I mean, Avusti, I've heard, I don't know how true that is, that he attended like a few Abuel games before, you know, before Bursa's name was even, you know, considered as someone who might be sacked. So I don't know if there's anything, you know, they say with, where there's smoke, there's fire. So I don't know if there was any mm. discussions during preseason or anything, but yeah, I, I agree with Roy. It's it's way too soon. And well, Donnie's as well. It's like, it's one of those names that Mani Daras rotates every few yeah. years, you know? Well, it was he's doing well in Romania though. So I don't think he'll be going, but... You know, it's it's bizarre because if, if they're going to get in Augusti, then you've got the Tasmanian devil because he goes in there and he just, you know, okay, they, they play an expansive style of football, but it's it's ultra attacking. That's all it is. There's no defensive um, uh, organisation. And that's what Upwell need. I mean, Garo went off injured and he's arguably, I mean, probably he is their best, their best defender, you know? Um, yeah, Vinicius, Vinicius is, is, a, is a doorman. He's in a... He's a, he's a bouncer. He's in a football. I'm sorry. Sorry, Roy. You know, I, I'm sorry. Uh, and there's talk about Abwell signing Warda now. The, the team you watched from, the other from, day. From uh, Bark. Yeah. He, he's a great player. Fantastic player. But he's a ticking bomb. And there's another two or three in that squad. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually hoping for Abwell to sign him. But what I'm saying is that you watch Abwell and what they're lacking is a is a white man. Can't they see that they're lacking defense? Sorry, sign defenders. Sign defenders. Well, gents, before we move on, I can't not give credit to Darko Milinic, the Buffalo head coach, uh, first game in charge. He, he's got a bit of a reputation for being a wild man, but hey, players like... Um, Kovacevic was fantastic. Uh, Hotsko as well. Two very, very good players. And, you know, while Valakari will get the, the plaudits, which deservedly so, those two players I just mentioned, stellar performance. Well, we shouldn't take anything away from Pathos, but okay, we're talking about well because of, of, of the aftermath as well. Yeah. And obviously, there, there are... Uh, biggest yeah. contender like you know <laughs> so man, it's really difficult when i can't speak in greek to correct right. Kiri, what about those two players then mate you know uh Kovacevic, i think was absolutely fantastic hotsko as well they've come in um again you, you're looking at that buffer team and they were they were intense they got back in numbers 
they got the, they got the ball out wide and they weren't afraid to to run at the fullbacks. They 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 basically spotted every single frailty that Abwa had. They said, right, we're going at you. It's even from set pieces, brilliant. Yeah. Can, can I just say, like, in, uh, you know, about those players, but also in the wider context of Bafos's recruitment and just like general strategy, you can see there's a pattern. Like the previous two managers they had, they also like to press, like Mihailenko, like okay, a bit obsessively so, but you know. Front foot football, they like to press. Okay, bit of a, like you said, again, like the Highland as well, like wild characters or at least, you know, strong, imposing type of managers as well. There is a pattern there. They, they know how to recruit, or at least they, they know what they want from their recruitment. Okay, with some exceptions, like Punchin is a veteran. You know, he goes against what they usually sign, like up and coming, young, mobile uh, players who... They can keep for a while if, if things work out for them. And then you can trust, contrast that with Abuel, uh, like Roy said, with like water. Like, is that really, is that where, where you have a problem now? Um, there, there just seems to be no cohesion in terms of like managerial signings. If you put them, you know, one after the other, you have like Tramezzani, like an old school, like Italian uh, manager with a bit, bit, bit of a rigid system. And then you have like Zunidis, Pursa, it's just like all over the place. Um, but yeah. Each one of them have a different identity as well. So it's very difficult for the players to see exactly. one manager come in and they're playing one system. Then another one comes in. And it's not just that. It's the diet. It's the strength and conditioning. It's everything within the game. It isn't just tactics. It's more than that. So mm -hmm. it's no surprise that they're in the shit that they're in. Yeah, it's just... And also there's, there's no patience. Like Uzoho, okay, he's now their first choice uh, goalkeeper he was on the fringes they wanted to get rid of him like how does that player feel you know is he going to be like oh I had a poor performance am I going to be you know thrown to the to the dogs uh, next game or three day three games after that um they got like Ndongala last year um okay he didn't do as well as he could have done for example but again like a year later gone um seemingly expensive signings again like I mentioned that the Irish guys um Okay, Joe Garner was English. Jack Byrne, Garner. Garner did, I thought he did fairly well for a while. I thought they would have kept him. I mean, yeah. obviously, if you want to replace him with Maglitsa, uh, who did really well in Cyprus before he left for abroad, okay, that's a, a different case. You might want to vacate some wages. But this just, it's, it's a strange lack of strategy and long term vision there. Yeah. Well, as an Ammonia fan, I've got to say, long may it continue. So, anyway, <laughs> let's leave it at that. Um, let's move on to your team, Kiri. Abolon, 4-2 victory over Ethnigos. A, a very good team at the Ethnigos, to be fair. Um, they went ahead uh, through an Ilia penalty, a Parenka penalty, the cheek of him to do that, before new signing Zradi equalised with an absolute rocky. Started and finished the move as well. Brilliant finish. Bitar made it 2-1, um, although Bogadinov won't be happy with his goalkeeping it kind of went through him kind of like a FIFA goal you know when there's a glitch um Volbrecht equalized uh, to make it 2-2 before two more goals from Bitsa to wrap up his hat-trick now looking at Ilya's penalty first of all um and I'm not going to ask you about the penalty I'm going to ask what it did to Abolon because I'm looking at I'm thinking all right he's done that he's got his five minutes of fame in this game but number one it's the first game of the season number two you're away at Abolon Right. And number three, no disrespect, but you're playing for ethnic goals. You don't do that against a team that is wounded, that's got a point to prove. And I personally believe that was the fuse 
that lit the blue touch paper for you guys? I, um, yeah, I'll just say, you know, shout out to Ilya. Like, it took a lot of balls. To oh, of course, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But, mm, I don't know. I, I think also it was a bit, I don't, I don't think he thought about it too much. I mean, in the wider context of the, of the game and what it would do to the, to the, you know, to the home team. But because Jovanovic was pointing to his right side, he was trying to psych him out. And then uh, Dimotheos, the Christophe, the, the, the ref, uh, stopped the thing. Uh, he was trying to get players to not uh, encroach into the box. And then Jovanovic did it again. He, point, he was pointing to his right-hand side. And then he dived aggressively to his left. And I think Ilya was like, yeah, you want to point out? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, dink it. And not only was it panic, it was like a really well executed one. It wasn't like a, a puffed up one, like a weak one where she's caught the, the goalkeeper off balance. It was really well struck, very sweetly struck. So, yeah, I don't know if, it, if, if that was the impetus because Abolon were terrible in the first half. Yeah. Terrible. First 25 minutes, I'd say. Yeah. Unwatchable. I, it was, they couldn't, they couldn't build up well. When they got to midfield, they were static. They, um, there was no coherent attacking patterns. It was it was really bad. I mean, it was a really good move by uh, Jari to uh, uh, carry the ball forward, give it, stay, uh, receive it back, and then finish that way. Definitely, but it was an undeserved equalizer. It was quality, uh, individual quality over you know team performance for the equalizer. Um, and you know, the second goal of Achna actually. Reminded me of Abuel's, you know, uh, first and fourth goal because it was bad positioning, mm. ball watching, uh, defending. Uh, this is one of my gripes, not just for Abuelon, but in general. I'm, I keep seeing it a lot, even in like the Premier League. Um, overly narrow defending, where you just abandon the, the the wide, you know, the back post, or you're too close to the to the back post, and then the opposing winner or the opposing wing back can easily uh, receive the, a cross. Or, or even like if the ball is allowed to to go across goal, and it just it's so easy to either knock it back or finish from the from the back post, and that's what happened to Abolon for the two two yesterday. But yeah, like you said, the two one, Achna, I'm surprised they haven't changed goalkeepers earlier because Bogadinov has history with this stuff. Um, he did it a few times last uh, mm -hmm. last season as well. So mm -hmm. definitely something. It's not out of, um, you know, out of pattern for him. Mm. Um, well, yeah. What I want to ask you about the Ethnogos um, second goal, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm thinking, Filiodi is nowhere near Abdullayev, nowhere near him. You can't give him five, six, seven, it was almost like eight to 10 yards space to pop the ball in the box. Get closer to him. Why isn't anyone giving him a shout for a start? And secondly, he should know that as a right back. I know... You know, um, Hadis Mavrias is, is due to, to come in. I, I don't know if he's match fit yet. Was he on the bench? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but he, he'll be a regular, I believe, anyway. That's that's why I brought in, right? So he'll know about the positional sense. But, you know, Filioli should know better, man. He should know better. I'm not saying get touched tight, but at least do something to try stopping getting in the ball. I remember Graham Lasso used to wave his arms around whenever a wide man would try to cross in to distract him. But there wasn't anything like that. It's almost as if, he put his arms behind his back and was like, right, now I'm going to turn my body, which, again, why? Yeah, and I'll just say two things. I think it was, yeah, Abdullayev who crossed the ball, really good cross, 
Mm. Really, really good cross, by the way. But um, it was so. If you see the like the, the build up to the to the cross, Fiyodis is in two minds mm. because there's a player, the the, the Ethnigos player is coming down the left, and then there's another player to his right, like the the Abdullah is free. So he, the um, the Abola midfielder, I think I, I can't remember if it was Hambos or if it was someone else, I can't remember who it was. Um, yeah, the the midfielder should have shuttled the cross to, to make Fiyodis certain that he could slide wide immediately. Uh, I'm not excusing Fiyodis 100%, but the, the, the midfielder is also at fault a little bit for not making Fiyodis certain what his duty was going to be during that uh, play. The thing is, when the, when the ball's put in the box, or just before the ball's put in the box, you're looking at the back line and it's almost as if they're man for man on, yeah. on players. But then when it's gone to the back stick, they completely lose all focus. And, you know, what, what happened, happened. Volprecht was, was there and you, you just put the ball in the back of the net. But listen, we, we can pick apart our Bolland's defending, but I want to give props to Bitter mm-hmm. because what a player he is and what a player he's going to become. I mean, okay, the, the penalty was a blatant foul on Psycho. I, I don't think anyone could, could argue with that. I know it went to VAR, but he was taken out completely. Mm-hmm. And the fourth goal, granted there was a deflection, granted uh, Baladigoz was, was down. But again, for him to have the bravery to, to shoot from that angle, to shoot from the edge of the box, I really rate him, Roy. What do you reckon? Bitter. You're mute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, last last year I said that um, the two most improved and the contenders for best Cypriot player were Gusulos and Bittas. So uh, you you could see that how Bittas gradually built his career because he was at Apollo and he went to Baralimni and that helped him a lot because he had a very good year in Baralimni. And then... He went back to Apollo and last year he scored 13 goals. I don't really remember what was the last time a, a Cypriot player, and not a center, he's not a center forward, uh, uh, scored 13 goals. Uh, he, Pitas by himself, scored more, more goals than all our center forwards put together, Omonia. So, he's someone to, to look for this year. I mean, uh, he made a big impression. I think that uh, uh, he, he's humble. You know, he's got his dad as well, who used to be a big uh, legend for Abolona. And I think that he knows how to control his emotions and, you know, that he has to keep his head down and his feet to the ground. And I think that uh, maybe in a year's time or two, he's not going to be playing in Cyprus because he's, he's, he's a very good player. And I can see him play... Uh, outside of Cyprus for sure he's mm-hmm. uh, for, for me if I had to single out uh, the two things from this first uh, um, week of the season uh, is the Pafos uh, win over Abuel and, and Pita's hat-trick yeah I'll, I'll tell you what, when you, when you look at the ethnic game, the, the options that are there in forward areas, you know, right, forget the players that are, you know, um, you know, Fodi, Babuli, for example, you know, he's, he's late 30s. But then you've got Loizo, you've got Johnny's, you've got Zahariu, you've got Bitta, 
that's that's honestly i mean blessed and they're still relatively young mid-20s is humble the humble yeah humble as well so you know like, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of, of youngsters and that's mm-hmm. supposed to be because of uh, the, the turn some teams made to separate players i think the last few years uh is started to show you know so and I, the I, fact that sorry no, sorry, sorry. Go, go ahead. No, I was saying that, and, and the fact that uh, you know, big teams, and especially Omonia has invested in the in the youth, uh, always helps the national team because the the players who don't play just because uh, you know uh, the game is being decided and they have play five minutes. They're there when when the shit hits the fan. You know, uh, Loizos and Kaku and Johnny's and uh, Asimenos played <laughs> like, and Zefki. So uh, this can only be good for the national team, uh, for sure. Um, Absolutely. Kiri, before we move on, mate, yeah. uh, what's your overall impression of Abolon? Obviously, you said the first half wasn't great. Second half, you guys stepped up. Obviously, there's more to come from you mm-hmm. guys, but... You did look better in the second half than you did in most of your preseason games, in all fairness. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it's going to take time. I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that uh, he should be given at least, you know, a few months to, to prove his, his worth, uh, the, the manager. Whatever happens, like, I don't care if he's 10th, I don't like by October, November. He has to be given time. Like I said in the in the preview for the season, Abolon were overdue a renewal. And what's a bit murkier and harder to you know to apportion blame is which man which players are the manager's choice, and which are you know the board or the president or you know uh, whoever is in the background working on these things for, for the club. But it's a bit difficult to to, to blame the manager, but. Like you said, second half was the first time there was even a, a suggestion of cohesion. Maybe against Zilina in the second in the second game as well, there was a, like a suggestion of something that could be for, for Abolon. Like he he played against Zilina in a not very like a system you don't see in Cyprus very often a four three uh, one two or four three two one is like a very narrow Italian shape. I was surprised by a by a German which obviously it's a system that needs really strong wing backs. Like if we had Pedro from a few years ago, it would have worked wonders, but I'm curious to see if he's going to revisit that uh, in the future, because I think it, it helps him. He, he wants to press. So if you stack the middle and you have the two, like Dabo and Bita up front, pressing from the front, I think that's the, the general idea he wants to be trying but it, yeah, there were a lot of players missing this game, so I don't want to be too harsh. But yeah, um, the build-up is, is the, my main worry. The transition from defense to the offensive third, just something to to monitor in the coming weeks. Absolutely wonderful. Right, only two more games, and we'll just touch them very, very briefly. Roy, um, Aris, they went to the Razi B, and they beat Olympiagos two-one. A brand new Aris squad with. Uh, Big name signings, I guess, you know, big spending Aris. And they brought in Roncaglia today, which will be a will be a very decent player for him. He can play right back central midfield, very good player. But 
I wouldn't say their victory against Olympiagos was, was smash and grab, even though both goals were quite route one, if you ask me, in terms of set pieces and all that. Um, but what, what do you think was, what do you expect from Addis this season? Because they seem very organised. They got people forward in numbers. They got people back in numbers, but I don't think they'll be able to sustain this throughout the season, especially when it comes to playing the likes of Omonia, Abolon, um, Ael. It's going to be very difficult to maintain that that intensity, isn't it? Listen, because uh, probably uh, a lot of the people are going to be watching the pod uh, don't know that this year there's going to be 12 teams in the league, whereas last year there were 14 teams. And I was trying to think uh, which Teams are going to be candidates for relegation. And other than Pike, who is the obvious choice at the moment, I can't think of any other team that's going to be there. Obviously, Aris has got the investors, got money uh, being pumped and bringing players. There's a, there's a lot of question marks. Also, Olympiagos, who did, for me, Olympiagos and I were the pleasant surprises of last year's championship. I don't know... Olympiagos had uh, a lot of departures and especially the back line because Psaltis and uh, Andreu and Costandinos uh, Sodiriu left and, uh, and the goalkeeper left. Mm. So I'm not sure if, if they can replace them. So I don't know if uh, Olympiagos would be able to repeat uh, last year's uh, performances and uh, go to the top six because there's a lot of other teams eyeing uh, that position. Uh, the, the game for me, in all honesty, I, I just watched some of the highlights, so I'm going to be unfair on my uh, assessment of uh, what I'm about to say. But uh, Aris is a team we, we, that's interesting to see how they're going to develop and how they're going to gel. And uh, uh, they're not a team known for having a lot of uh, big fan base as well. So I don't know. There, there's people saying that they're trying to get the Russian speakers of Limassol to, to follow them because there's like, I don't know, 40, 50,000 Russian speaking, uh, Russian speakers in, in, in Limassol. So that'd be interesting on that point of view. Uh, Kazu uh, gave the assist on, on both goals, who we knew from his story up well. He was a not a bad player. And... Um, I, I can't really say much about the game because I don't have like a, a very clear picture, but I'll repeat what I said for all the games that uh, it's still early on. And I think that the beginning of the season is, is always really different in what sense that everyone tries to win. It doesn't matter if you're an underdog or whatever. When, when it's the beginning of the season, everyone tries to, to play to win. Uh, whereas later on, when you start losing, you start, you know, uh, wasting wasting time and, you know, you park the bus and, you know, you you lose the balls. Uh, you know, they don't, the ball boys don't bring them back. The goalkeeper takes three minutes to, to cook the bus. But now, you know, the pace of the game, everyone tries to 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 bank, you know, to, to cash in what they can. So it, it's interesting in that sense. Uh, but saying that, I'd like to say something. I don't know if it's the right time, but I think that uh, we, they should have start. They should have considered starting the league in September because they only played four games, and now there's like a three-week break for inter international break. 
So I, I, I can't really see what was the point of just playing four games and then waiting another three weeks to play the second game. And then there's two more games that haven't been played. So uh, yeah, I'm jumping to something different now. But yeah, as well, far as the game's you concerned. Point. You have a point. Can I just yeah. say something about Aris? Uh, I'm just looking forward to the 15th round because the player are North Fuzzies. And Aris signed uh, Schindefeld. Schindefeld, yeah. Uh, who, <laughs> you know, you know, you saw how he left Anorthosis last season. Uh, almost mid-game, uh, he was ejected from the club <laughs> by the fire against Abolon. So I, it'll be interesting to see uh, if there's any love lost there. Well, you know, from what I've been told, the players that left Anorthosis, the, the, the camp is much more happier. You know, the, the three Georges have gone, Schiedenfeld has gone. It's almost as if everyone is happy now that these lot have gone. So, yeah, bad eggs everywhere, I guess. But um, very quickly, I go on, uh, on yeah. Olympia go because they lost uh, many key players, as Ron mentioned. I know they brought in um, uh, Mal, the goalkeeper, from yeah. uh, Aik, and also Muhtari, I believe, from yeah. Doxa. Is it Doxa? From Doxa. And he looked a little bit uncomfortable uh, the other day. Again, I don't know whether it's because it's new surroundings, new team, but, um, you know, uh, Bedragi's boy really needs to turn things around. Doesn't he? I know Donani really rates him. He said it on the podcast the other day on, on Netcast, didn't he, Roy, how, how much he rates Bedragi's son. Um, but the big pressure, his dad's got a big name, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's tricky, but, uh, you know, more for a bit, because he was at Abolon as well, for a bit there, he was... Um, a quite solid goalkeeper. Like he had some good, good times. So if he rediscovers that for Olympiagos, you know, could do well for them. And I don't know. I'm. They had some really uh, great performances last season. Um, I mean, I think they played quite well against Omonia, right? Or and yeah. Um, but like the goal that they scored in the 95th minute, like against the uh, Aris. To have all, if you see the Aris are quite high up the pitch, um, and it was a through ball through like five players. Um, it was like a really, it's not a goal you score in the 95th minute when you're gassed out, you know, it's tired. So it'd be interesting to see if, if that's the conditions that favor their football. Like when they catch the opponent in the transition, uh, Aris didn't really give them a lot of, you know, opportunities in that respect during the game. So it'd be interesting to see if they can adapt to play. To, you know, to to score dirtier goals like Aris. Okay, it wasn't like you said a smash and grab, but it was you know set pieces, crosses. You need to be able to add those kind of goals into your into your toolbox if, if they want to stay up this season. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it was a characteristic that Olympiagos had last season. They they were physical, and uh, when they played against us, you, you could see. I think it was the team. Olympiagos was a team that created the most chances against Omonia last year, and, and it was based on the on the pace and the physicality, especially in midfield. But also they were pushing up men. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see. It's uh, all if buts and maybes, like Stel says all the time, you know. So <laughs> it's uh, very early on. Absolutely. And right, we'll one more see. game. Oh, sorry, Roy, go on. No, I, I, I was gonna. I was gonna make the introduction to the last game, which was uh, the opening game of the season, Aike versus Doxa. 
uh, two teams that have different goals this season. I think Ajax trying to bounce back after two years of uh, mediocrity. I think uh, we're not used to Ajax being um, um, uh, the picture that we saw for Ajax the last two years is, is, is not a representative of what we we were used to them. The, mm. uh, for me, Ike was a role a role model of a of a team. The way they were building, obviously, they're a new team. They they have, uh, uh, ma- uh, you know, the 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 board of of Ike is made up uh, predominantly from fresh minds, young younger minds that have a different uh, perspective when they see football. They've got the football ground. And they did quite well. And they were a team that I think uh, everyone respected and, and, and liked. Uh, you know, there's always a team in the, in the league where you sort of respect and, and you don't see so much as a threat, but they were always there. Um, they, they got um, Savi Roca back, who did a, a very good job in his first spell. Uh, and they gave the keys to Catala, who knows the dressing room, but uh, he's hasn't got the experience, even though as a player, when you used to see him, you knew that eventually he's going to become a very good manager. I don't know if now is his time to shine. And then you've got Doxa, which for me is a, is a team that you cannot underestimate at any point. If you underestimate Doxa at any given moment, the team is going to do damage. And they always have uh, players that uh, are targeted by bigger teams at the end of the season. And even though I think Doxa won a point and I lost two, because don't forget that uh, Doxa also finished the game with nine players and they weren't very happy by some of the referee decisions. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, Ike uh, didn't have Matt and Thiago, which are two game uh, changers, I think. Uh, maybe it would have been different if Thiago and Matt were in the game, but still... Uh, opening game of the season at home, you'd expect a bit more for Mike. Uh, I didn't see that. But again, the common denominator is that we have to wait and see. It's all theoretical. It, next week, we, not next week, obviously, uh, after three weeks, we might be saying something different to what we're saying now. And um, that's my take on the game. I don't know if you guys have a, a different opinion. Well, it was just same old same, wasn't it? Sadiq scoring and Triskovsky scoring. Yeah. <laughs> nothing yeah. changes there, you know. Um, but I, I like Sadiq. I think he's a good player. Um, but Triskovsky is another one who, you know, is a, a legend in, in Super Football, whether whether yeah. we like it or not. You know, um, Kiri, I need to ask you about Doxala because they, they started the season pretty well last year and mm-hmm. then they fell off back into the season. Um, I remember Omonia when they we and we transferred them 3-0 and they didn't have a prayer. Uh, but they came to the Hazibi prior to that in, in October and got a nil-nil draw. So contrasting teams kind of like Jekyll and Hyde, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, can I just say, I mean, okay, Sadiq, okay, he's you know, not not um not weird that he's scoring, but terrible goalkeeping as well. I mean, uh-huh. we've seen some some really strange performances. I, I'm hoping that for the sake of, of the of the teams that they all improve, you know, as, as the season goes on. But yeah, not a goal you want to concede that because it was it was an okay shot first time from distance. But you know, it was low. I don't know, sh- should have been saved. But 
Aside from that, can I just make a quick mark on Doxa signing Ismail Sasi from Karmiodisa? Yeah. Who I thought Perfect. was a really underrated player last last season. Okay, he had he had a great run at some point, and then he he got a bit colder. But for a player who featured uh, right, left, and up front, 28 years old last year, 29 this season, on a free, I was surprised. I think there was an element of, uh, I don't know, call it xenophobia for some bigger clubs not signing him, uh, Muslim player. They tried to make some some weird interpretation of his celebration against that ball last season. They tried to find some weird meaning in the, the way he did it. it. It was weird. I thought he was a, a good player. He had a few assists, I think seven, seven, eight goals at a relegated club. You know, there was something there. And I don't think he's on, you know, high wages or anything. And he's got a French passport. So he's, he's a, you know, like an EU player, Kino de Gauss, you know. So I'm surprised that he went to Boxer, but I think it was, he's a good get for them um, as well. But yeah, I think um, it's not a strange thing for Boxer to start the season really well. And I think the moment where they are safe-ish, I think they kind of drop off. I don't know if it's a cultural thing or if it's a, a fitness thing, but it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how they, you know, they do it this uh, this season as well. Also, Adamovic, I want to see how many yellow cards he gets. <laughs> <laughs> he was born yeah. with a born with a yellow card, wasn't he? I was yeah. tempted to to I was tempted to add something else to the list of reasons why Doxa doesn't continue winning games. But I'm, I'm just gonna. You, you're, gonna you're just gonna end it with "I told you so" after every game, won't you? Every every time they lose, you'll be like, "I told you so." I'm not gonna say no, why. I, I told you so. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kiri understood what I said. <laughs> no comment. Like I said, it's a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Ah, bravo. That's yeah. right, gentlemen. I think that's it for another episode. This episode two. The next one will be in what three, four weeks time. Yeah. Blimey. Just when we got started as well. Yeah. You know, the momentum, momentum killer. But hey, listen, that's international football for you, isn't it? And um, Cyprus have got Malta. Is it Malta? I think so. Malta. Right. I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, isn't no, it I'm sad on... how, we, how we don't know? <laughs> I, I'm on a holiday mode, man. I'm on holiday mode. I'm going to Google it. Cyprus fixtures. Let's have a look. Malta, Wednesday, the 1st of September, followed by Russia. Now that's the Limassol derby right there. Something <laughs> Russia. <laughs> right. Um, that's it, really. Gentlemen, do you want to plug any socials, anything upcoming, Kiri? I know you did your interview with Anton. When's that out? Is that out now? Or? Uh, it's no, they, uh, it's just been kind of confirmed. I had to run a few, you know, journalistic integrity. I had to uh, run a few facts back with them, uh, but it should be up uh, later this week. Uh, yeah, as always on Twitter, uh, Nicolau Kiri. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you very much. Roy. Roy oh. Nochoftes on, on Instagram. Instagram. There you go. And that's it. My, and my boy Chase Dale. As always. On Instagram, of course. On Instagram, of that's course. It. That's of course. it. Well, that's it for another edition of This Is Mappa. Thank you for everyone tuning in. Last week, we got a lot of positive feedback. Loads of people saying, I hope you guys carry on. And we shall endeavour to do so. So that's it, Cobelia. Have a good one. Genastegala.